They're not right. necessarily a, read that a good thing. sign. Yeah, and I was like, this bitch is crazy because butterflies are the best freaking sign. I want butterflies in my stomach and I want butterflies yeah, I in like my hoo-ha. Yeah, I want to almost be puking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can go to the doctor. <laughs> Friends by accident. Podcast hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment. This is Accidental Friends with Aline Degan and Kristen Mandela. This podcast is brought to you by Viv. Woo! They are an amazing, thanks for that, Chris. They are an amazing yeah. <laughs> company that creates eco-conscious period products like pads made of bamboo fiber and tampons made from organic cotton. So if you guys want to support us, we would love it and need some new period care, like, hello, head to the affiliate link in our show notes or our Instagram bio. Thank you, friends. Yeah. And thank you, Viv. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm very excited about this episode. We do. <laughs> um, because there ain't nothing more fun than boy talk. Oh, I mean, there's lots God. of more fun things, there's but I more fun do things, love but some boy talk. Me too, um, baby girl. And because the kind of theme of the season is kind of going over questions that we get asked all the time and kind of questioning them, breaking them down. A little bit, a little One bit. question that I think both of us have not only heard asked to ourselves a lot, but also just like in media all the time is, is yeah. he the one? You start dating yes. somebody. Oh my God. Is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? Is your soulmate? Is your yeah. soul on fire? Is your ass on fire? Like whatever. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to talk about. Tons. Because we're both in relationships right now. Yeah. Um, and I think we have thoughts. We have lots of thoughts. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> well, let's share our thoughts. So, Kristen, is he the one? I mean, mm. this is so hard because it is hard because I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, we're in so two let, let's totally do a caveat. different. Yeah, we're in two totally different places in our relationships. Like, yes, you just started dating. Yeah, we're like not even. I mean, I guess by the time this episode comes out, we'll be like past the three month, ninety day probation period. Right. <laughs> if you pass, even though yeah. we are officially together, but right. still, it's like it's it's got its uh yeah new yeah, new yeah. boots on. It's got its no new scuffs. boots. Yes, yeah, I no love scuffs. that. So, and then you are in. I'm um, in one. We got like a an apartment. We're fostering a dog together. We I got feel like a car I'm like together. Your personal hype squad. I'm always like. I know she you're like, and you are so happy, and you're in love. Beautiful, supportive, <laughs> loving relationship. And honestly, we are. We're in an amazing space right now. We're super happy. Yeah, we've been together. For, I guess this is going on our fourth year like our fourth will be like later this year in september yeah. but still so like we just had our third year and our anniversary um sure. but we've been friends for over a decade and before the three years we were kind of hooking up and saying we weren't for two years so take that as you want it <laughs> that's but the, that's the full background that's the full background the uh, synopsis so to go with your question uh yes and no i don't know oh. i am a child of what do you okay, mean? Yeah. Yes and no. I'm a child of divorce. I so know. I guess there... the no took me off guard. And I was like, okay, Don't just you let dare me say... explain, you dingus. <laughs> I know you're gonna be more upset than me if we break up. Um, <laughs> be like, hey, Dre. I hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, as a child of divorce, him and I have talked about this a lot. Where I'm very hesitant to like say, oh yeah, like love of my life or whatever. I do say it and I mean it when I say it, but like I, I have this like because. Yes. I think yeah. that most people, when they get married, don't expect to get divorced, and they still get divorced. Nobody so I think gets there's like a weird, 
yeah, there's like a weird like don't jump in with both feet kind of Mm -hmm. mindset with me. And I'm trying to uh, undo that thinking because I don't think it serves anybody. And I think when you love somebody, you should love them 100%. And I do love them 100%. But I think it's just in those moments where I'm like saying it publicly to other people. I'm like, oh, well, what if? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think another side of that too is I've always – and him and I have also talked about this – is not wanting to lose yourself as an individual within a relationship and mm, not wanting it to be mm, like your mm, full 100% identity being like mm. me and him, him and me always together. We're in love and I'm not like an individual person anymore. I've always wanted to like maintain my sense of individualism and like yeah. my love for myself. And he's very much the same way. He's super independent yeah. and much more of an introvert. So like, yeah, he's somebody, he's the person that I want to spend my life with. Absolutely. But does that mean that he's the one in the way that it's, kind of packaged I don't think so because I don't think that there is such thing as a one and I think when you put and that's that was where my no was coming for by the way is that I don't think (laughs) it's healthy to put the weight of that pressure on somebody else to be Mm -hmm. like oh well you're the person that completes me you're my other half you're my whatever um I I don't for me at least that's not where my happiest most fulfilling life would come out of is it it wouldn't come out of that dynamic Mm -hmm. because I think it's way more beneficial to be to 100% people that are 100% in their own selves and love themselves. Not always 100. You don't always have to be perfect is what I'm saying, but like feeling grounded and secure in who you are coming together and making something that's even better. Yeah. I agree. And I think the, how we talk about the one isn't always in that way. It's like you complete me. Like I was broken Mm -hmm. and I was in the dumps and I was whatever. And you rescued me from this, whatever, or you know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. kind of like damsel savior, um like Nora Ephron movie kind of vibe and like although I think that having those types of loves in your life is fun I think for me long term I want someone that like pushes me to be the best version of myself calls me out on my shit Mm -hmm. challenges me makes me think about what I'm doing and like um is always like elevating me to be like the best version of myself and that's how I feel with Dre and um yeah I don't know I don't know how that how does that tickle you (laughs) <laughs> my lady <laughs> how does that take on am, you, my lady? I, am i okay with that answer i'm very okay with that answer okay so that'll be Check. that's the episode thanks guys thanks for coming okay up. bye bye um no i i 100 agree with you on that i think i used to have like a very different idea of what yes you know that's me agreeing yeah, yeah. i think you did I definitely did. I was like, love is wild and it's crazy and you are up one day and down the next. Yeah, like the volatility of like what we see in the media as being like this like undying, unconditional love. Yeah, and I think that because my first love was like that, Mm -hmm. that it was so volatile and it was You get a little addicted to that roller coaster ride. Let me tell you, honey. It was like that instant like, this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Like just meeting him that one day. Yeah. That first time. So like that was what I've always just like had in my brain. Yeah. And then obviously like doing the work and and Mm -hmm. kind of whatever, you slowly start to realize that it's like not that at all. And I think you're the first person that actually told me this. And then I did start to see it like on TikTok and Instagram and blah, blah. Give me the creds. What did I say? I talk a lot. um, Kristen came up with this idea (laughs) um copyrighted yes but you said something along the lines of like butterflies are not a good sign they're not necessarily a a good sign 
Yeah. And I was like, this bitch is crazy because butterflies are the best freaking sign. I want butterflies in my stomach and I want butterflies yeah, I in like my hoo-ha. Yeah, I want to almost be puking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you should go to the doctor. <laughs> so I was like, if I don't have butterflies, he ain't the one, sis. Yeah. And then you slowly realize that like butterflies last for two, three months. Mm-hmm. And then that teeters off. And then like what's left? And there's yes. not a lot left. So Yeah, I think the point that I was making too is like our, we have to be tuned into like our nervous systems and how mm-hmm. we how our bodies respond to other people is something yeah. that I think we should be paying a lot more yeah. attention to. And if our bodies are like on edge and feeling really nervous and kind mm-hmm. of anxious all the time when we're around some, somebody, I think that we should sit with that feeling and question why we feel like we can't be at peace and at rest with them. Yes. Like when Andres comes into a room, I feel so – comfortable and calm and happy and just like peace like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's like a very grounding force for me yeah um and at the beginning obviously like when I when we reconnected I was like oh my god have you seen his ass like butterflies (laughs) for real but um that like grounding energy was still always there if you know what I mean yeah and so I that have, was just, I think that was what I was trying to say is like, yeah, still get like the butterflies and the hoo-ha, but. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I feel like butterflies But don't feel like you're like, like, I can't. Thing, but like yeah, yeah, but I can't like you're... even. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> we, we didn't even say anything. This is a, a, an audio podcast. And we're like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're looking at each other on video and like doing this like friend telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you guys listening, like you guys words. like get it? Yeah. You're, you the know what I mean? Get it. Get it. Get it. Um, but no, it's true because me and my boyfriend now, we have not like said, I love yous or anything to each other. <sighs> I know. No, I'm kidding. But no, I that's great. totally think about it. But, um, we like, we've been playing this like card game and it's kind of funny cause I don't even think he'll listen to this episode. He has stopped listening to the podcast episodes, especially okay. because when we were first dating, he's like, I listened to a bunch of them and like, I didn't want to have a preconceived notion of like who you are and like how you are in relationships. He didn't want to inform too yeah. much. He's like, I, I just see. wanted to like learn who you are from you. And I was yes. like, okay, that's cool. I'll take it. So he's like, I will. But listen he might to jump back again. on now that he knows you. Totally. Uh, maybe not this episode, but if he's listening, yeah. hey. <laughs> but we've been playing this like card game recently that's like that'll ask questions and like it kind of gets us to like discuss like kind of really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And so one of the questions was like, what what does love mean to you or what does love look like to you? And both of us responded with it looks calm and it looks peaceful. I love that. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, man. Yeah, what dude. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. And I was like, it does feel like love to me. The love I want now like is is a home. Like it's calm. Yeah. It's peaceful. I'm not thinking about anything. Like I just want it to feel so comfortable. And grounded I think is a really nice word too. So I do like that one. Totally. Um, But yeah. yeah it's I, I like, love that. I think that I had this. I always had this idea that I was like, I'll meet the one and I'll just know off the bat. And yeah. And I, I think, think it's, that's uh, a little alarming. <laughs> It is. And I think like it's hard because I think some people do have experiences like that. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. But I think the one thing that is difficult in these conversations is the media has like we've over romanticized love in often Mm -hmm. very toxic forms of love. Yeah. um, All over the place. And I think it then informs how we enter. It like primes us for how we enter into relationships. Yeah. And I think 
that's one thing that I've had to deconstruct in our relationship, especially because I had kind of like my own preconceived notions of like what I felt like somebody should be saying or acting Mm -hmm. or doing with me or whatever. And I think you need to have boundaries and you have your own standards. But at the end of the day, I think you also need to acknowledge that this person is a person. Mm -hmm. Like they are their own being with their own thoughts and whatever. And they are not constantly thinking about you and your emotions and your feelings. And it's actually up to you as your own feeling, thinking, being to, yeah, to verbalize those things and to advocate for yourself. And I think that was the one thing that took me the longest to learn is like he was constantly disappointing me in, in what he was doing. Like the smallest little things like, oh, I wish yeah. he held that open for me or I wish yeah. he asked me to do this or, mm-hmm. oh, it would have been nice if he heated up my coffee or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you will always be so fucking unhappy if, if you're you are, yeah, if you're constantly expecting the par- a partner or anybody yeah. in your life to be constantly reading your mind, it mm-hmm. is so much easier if you communicate what those things are and your partner meets those things with compassion and is yeah. like, yeah, of course, like no problem. Mm-hmm. I think that says so much more about a partner is how they respond in conflict mm-hmm. or in those kind of conversations than yeah. like them just being this like fairy tale person that like whisks you around and like does yeah. all these things for you because that will eventually stop and it's also just mm-hmm. not realistic because you're going to get not- let down and then you're going to feel like they're slighting you or what you know what I mean mm-hmm. and maybe that's not re- like relatable to everybody but that that's how it was for me is I, I didn't feel comfortable like advocating for what I wanted in the relationship yeah. I thought that what he was doing was just what I would get. Yeah. All the time. And that's not. And I think that also like just a a little bit backtrack. So like I know now that with relationships, it's like you learn about the other person and then you learn about how you respond and blah, blah. Like I think if I can say it, like soulmates are made. I love that. Like maybe. Ooh, yeah. Soulmates are made. Let's go with that. Yes. But I, my parents, when I say that I think that I, that I think that I would meet someone and just know instantly is because my parents met and got engaged three weeks later and got married a year or something a year and a bit later and they've been together for 30 it'll be 35 years this year wow and they're like literally best friends um not to say that it's been like a 35 like roses relationship yeah it's like what relationship is so I see them and I'm like how did you know in three weeks you know, but that was also over 35 years ago. It's so a different we didn't time. Have, yeah. So we yeah. didn't, they didn't have like, I would, I, I feel like I blame everything on social media, but it's like they didn't have well, social no, media true. or, or like these, you know, these overly romanticized like movies to compare it to. It was to just like, is this person now, yeah. a good partner to me? And will they be a good father or mother for my children? Yeah. And then you kind of go off that and then you I think you more so grow in love as opposed to nowadays when people are like I want to meet someone, fall madly in love and know I'm going to spend the rest of my life yeah. with them. Well, the dating pool and is also so much bigger than it ever has been, so people yeah. can be pickier than they ever have been. Yeah, and it's not exactly. to say that your parents like don't have totally. like a version of true love, but there is yeah. a very real chance that in today's society they probably wouldn't have found each other in the same way or yeah. if they had, maybe they would have had completely different yeah. factors as to mm-hmm. what they were looking for in a partner because you're able to kind of compartmentalize it in this yeah. weird category system online you know what I yeah mean? no totally and so like I think that when I say like soulmates are made like what I'm looking for um because I'm obviously not going to answer the question is he the one like three months in you know what I mean be a bit of a red flag but, yeah. <laughs> yeah a little bit but 
I'm looking like almost as he check off certain points. And so when you say, how is he like, how do they react in conflict? Like <laughs> we're two Gemini's. So we talk the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like when something is bugging us, we bring it up. I bring it up. <laughs> you bring it up immediately. Immediately. Like literally can't have anything fester. And I have found that like his reaction has been just truly chef's kiss. Like we love to hear it. It's insane. I have never had such like beautiful conversations around like what I want and what he needs or blah, blah, blah. Like any of that stuff that I'm like, oh my God, I feel like you're actually listening to me so well. That's and so I great. feel I'm listening to you because I know that if I say that I need something, he, I like literally notice a change almost immediately, right away. Right. And he, and it's he not was able a, to listen to you with an open mind. It wasn't like yeah, a... Yeah, and it's not a change of like a personality change. It's like a... Like a, You're going from being a single guy to now yeah. being in a relationship that it's like maybe these like are things that you need switch. to... A mindset yeah. switch. And he takes it very much as like, oh my God, yeah, thanks for letting me know. And I literally see it immediately changed. And I'm that's like, amazing. that's the kind of shit that I like to check off my boxes because I'm like, oh, you're listening to me and you're not like judging me or dismissing me or like borderline gaslighting me, like any of that shit. It was so just an open mind. It's just such an open mind. That's amazing. So that's like one of the things that I think I am looking for. Is a green is a green flag for you. Yeah, is a total green flag. A huge green flag for me. So Yeah. And I think one thing I remember listening on a podcast, it's the Dan Savage podcast. Like it's called mm. the Savage Lovecast. I've loved it for like forever. Mm-hmm. And he always talks about this idea of like you don't have your one, you have your like 0.75 and then you round it up and or whatever the percentage that that he always puts. But he's just like, find your person that like can meet a lot of your needs Mm -hmm. and is really good at accepting the ones that they cannot meet. Yeah. And then go outside of your relationship to fulfill the others. Mm -hmm. Like fulfill your life or with like a lot of amazing friends if you're lucky enough to have family that you that you really connect yeah. with and your family as well or if it's even your coworkers or community groups or a mm-hmm. yoga class or whatever it is um but it is just it's unrealistic to expect just everybody or everything to come from one person yeah and it also just isn't the healthiest way to live your life because we are very social beings and i think it's really mm-hmm. lovely to think that we can find true love in multiple people in platonic mm-hmm. relationships outside of our romantic relationships you know what yeah. i mean like yeah i do think that like when we talk about kindred spirits or soul sisters or any of these things like i have like lots of soulmates honestly that i, I feel too. like i've I've yeah. met friends where i'm like even That's how you soulmate. and i met where yeah. i'm like oh my god we connected instantaneously instant yeah and it was so easy and honestly, the same thing when I met Chloe, like with so many of my friends, I feel like mm-hmm. I've been so lucky to be like, oh my God, like being friends with you is truly the easiest thing ever. Ever, yeah. And um, I I love to think that my heart is filled with these friendships as well as my romantic my re- yeah. mo- romantic relationship. I don't yeah. think we need to over-romanticize. If anything, we need to, just like the reel that you posted this week, yeah. it's like we don't need to over-romanticize like romantic relationship we do we need to over-romanticize like our friendships, our friendships. and like our, our relationships yeah. that are platonic and and feel comfortable saying i love you to the people that are in our life that we don't bone yeah. or maybe we have in the past but we don't anymore you know <laughs> i don't think i was expecting you to say that at all sorry 
<laughs> I guess that's just more of a me thing because I've had sex with some of my guy friends, but. <laughs> I am so taken aback by that. Oopsies. But I do agree with that. And I also have always, I think I like to, I've always wanted to be that person that's like the same person, like not in a relationship and the same person out of a relationship. Like I don't want them to be two completely different people. And I know that there's like a whole, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a whole thing out there that it's like, you have never met single me. You have never met blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, like, that's sick. I love that for you that like Mm -hmm. maybe you feel freer. But for me personally, I'm like, if I can, if the person I'm with, I can be my single self. All the different, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, and so like, and when I say my single self, my single self is like, likes being independent and likes doing stuff alone or like goes out with your girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. If I can be that person in a relationship, obviously with some compromise because what relationship doesn't have yeah. compromise and like mutual respect in that sense. Um, but if I That's can be an that person, force. holy fuck, like that is yeah. so cool totally. to be able to do that. And I always, that's why I think I took not to come back, but that's why I think I always talk about like your relationship with Dre um because, because i still I, feel like my single i self. think because i knew you before you were with him and i'm like yeah. i know you're still the same person like you're totally just, you know and yeah so i i and i like that he brings that out of you yeah so i like, agree that's why i always back he's also like up. the most secure in himself person yeah. that i've ever met in my life so i think that was re- very helpful in me mm-hmm just accepting myself in my fullest and not feeling like I had to be like oh well I should like hide this part of me or whatever because the more I step into it the more he's like holy shit you're the best and I'm like oh so it's like the the more I'm myself the more (laughs) you're into me that's like the (laughs) that's the formula there um but yeah I think that's been super helpful and it's honestly really kind it feels really nice to have somebody that I trust so much like you see it in in our relationship because I think that's one thing that it, like I do trust myself obviously but you know course, you're like I, does everybody love is blind think blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah yeah but it's nice to just have people that you know that you love and respect also see what you see in the relationship because it's always hard especially if you're dating somebody like this happened with so many of my friends where everyone's like do we tell her do we tell I her know. that he's an absolute fucking idiot or what <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean yeah and um, I think that's one thing that I've always um will also say that I have really appreciate better our friendship is you've called me out. I've like gone out on dates with people and then I'll come back and I'll maybe call you and talk about it. And you have actually been like, this guy doesn't sound like he's for you. And I've been like, I'm going to go out on a second or third date with him because I just like want to make <laughs> you're sure. You're like, I actually think I'm going to meet his mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no girl, he's not for you. And I was like, oh fuck, okay, yeah, you're right. And it always But is I true. always know that I'm right because of your reaction because it always is like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Because it's not like you're like fighting me on it ever. You're always like, no, you're right, one hundred percent. Because I think so. I think also just knowing you're very obvious. You're an actor, but sometimes when you're having personal conversations, you can't hide that face. <laughs> you make faces, and I think especially when we talk, sometimes I'm like, the tone in which I know you would talk about somebody if you really respected and was really excited about yeah. them is not this tone. And you're just like, yeah, like it was really, it was nice. And I'm like, girl, stop. <laughs> You're lying. You're literally lying to me right now. I know. You're just you know free on Tuesday, gotten, so you're making plans. You know, how, you know how many times I've gotten on dating and dating, especially when they're like, you're an actor. Are you going to act like you like me? And I'm like, 
I no. fucking wish I could. I really wish I could. My face does not leave anything to the imagination. No. You will know exactly when I'm pissed off. Going to parties tired. with you is so funny. I can look across the room and I'm like hearing you tell a story and I'm like, oh my God, I know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> There's just nothing. I can 100% read can't that hide tone. Anything. You so, can't hide it. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's a that's a. So good- you're a really good actor. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. When you pay me, I can hide my emotions. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about it? Yeah, totally. I also want to talk about, and we can talk about this, but like in your healing journey. Yes. Ooh, about yes. being with someone. That and is like, do you think, good, do you meet yeah. a soulmate or your partner? Like, do you have to meet, like, what if you meet the love of your life or yeah. like someone who can become the love of your life, but you're in your healing journey? How do you navigate that? That's so uh, such a wonderful question because it is something that honestly has been a big part of conversations for us. As like I've mentioned before, like with me going back to therapy and um, dealing with like some depression and anxiety and just like mm-hmm. not feeling like myself. Yep. Um, it started a little bit obviously before him and I were were seeing each other, but it also continued into when we were seeing each other. And I think there was a part of me that was always like in my head thinking that I shouldn't be in a relationship while I'm doing this. And I think he Mm -hmm. had a similar idea where he was like, do we feel like we need to take a break for a year and then come back to this or whatever? Like that was a conversation we've had more than once. And I think that comes from that idea that you you feel like you have to be perfect or like the best Mm -hmm. version of yourself in order to be worth loving or like worth being in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. At least that's how I was perceiving it. And I think that was something – that I very quickly learned is not true. I think there's some caveats though. I think being Which I open can touch on for sure, but yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, of course, but I think one thing for at least from my journey where it's like, okay, yeah, t- end of 2020, I was like not in a great space, went back to therapy, found an incredible therapist, so grateful that I was able to like have access to yeah. amazing support and also just like in all my friends and family, but um Dre was always so incredibly supportive, but he was also able, because he was in a really good space at the time, which I'm also very grateful for, he didn't take any of that on mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. when I was telling him how I was feeling, he was like, wow, that sounds really heavy. That feels like that must be really hard. But he wasn't like taking that on as his baggage. Mm-hmm. All he was doing was just like helping me find the support that I needed mm-hmm. and providing any support that I had like advocated for myself as to needing. And that was super, super helpful for me. I I do think that like if I was to be single, I could have also found help and 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 done it on my own. I think it yeah. would have looked very different, and I think yeah. it also would have, to be honest, looked a little bit more self destructive, mm-hmm. um, because there is a very healing feeling of like having somebody see you, mm-hmm. like you as you truly are, and seeing like your potential and who they see you as, and that can be quite like a. A comforting thing when you don't see it in yourself yeah. at that moment at that moment I don't know if that makes sense but yeah no I totally get that um I think that I will say I almost hold a completely opposite cool uh, like view Put your dukes up on you and so let the debate start now yes um so I will say you got lucky in that sense I think because you guys oh, had yeah. um a friendship foundation of a friendship so there was like a mutual respect there that you could have so for you to be in your like whatever part of your healing process he has seen you 
as a person, like as a friend uh, before it being a romantic partnership. So that was there, I think, to begin with, which is why you probably, you built that almost like comfortable foundation for you to be like, I feel comfortable with him as a friend. So if I'm in a relationship with him, I feel there's a level of comfort there that I can go through this shit because he's known me since I was whatever, 10, like you guys have known each other for 10 years, right? Yeah. Since high school, like grade 10 or 11. Yeah. So on the flip side, like in my situation, let's say, um, where like I didn't have that like me and my boyfriend met and then just started dating. Like Mm -hmm. we met off of a dating app. Yes. But so there was not like a friendship. That's more than fair. Do you know what I mean? So I have found that when I am not my best self and I'm dating somebody, I sabotage it because A, if they're too nice to me, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you so nice? I feel like there is an ulterior motive. I see. If Mm -hmm. I am not feeling my best and... And I'm like, I just want to like pick a fight or not even pick a fight. Not that I've been ever the person to pick a fight, but like they'll do something and it'll just bug the hell out of me. And I'm like, that shouldn't bother you. And so it's like hard enough to like deal with the emotions of like learning like about somebody new and also like you're now getting this really nice attention. Yes. And so if I'm, if you're not in a good space, I think it's you really don't trust hard. it for what it is. You don't trust it. Like you don't trust totally yourself because that. you're in a bad space. Yeah. So I've always been of the mindset that I'm like, I want to, I want to be my best self first. And I want to love myself so unconditionally that if someone's being nice to me, there's no ulterior motive. I, I can justify it. Like if, well, if you he feel does nice things true. for me and I'm like, well, obviously you need to do nice things for me. I'm the fucking best, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it's, <laughs> but, it's, it's, it's like, uh, there was an analogy that I heard where it's like if you're feeling at 100%, um, like you – all of your excess, like you basically overflow and that yes. love is like – that's a terrible – I'm not doing justice to the – it's a really beautiful quote. But I'm like <laughs> when your cup is full, like everything that it overflows is just it, – it, Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I think that was not what I was doing before. And I think – I don't know if you can also relate to this idea of like you feeling pride in being this person that like sacrifices themselves for other people. I think I was always wanting somebody that was like, oh, you need something from me? Oh, no problem. I'll literally break my back or I'll take (laughs) the shirt off my back or whatever the fuck you need. Yeah. Um, And I think that there's like a really lovely like altruistic version of that that's like selfless and whatever. But I think there's Mm -hmm. also a part of it where you like take it on as a personality trait because you don't have boundaries and you're not able to say no to people and you also don't know who you are without helping other people. Like you feel like you need to prove to other people that you're a kind person. And I think yeah. I fell into that for a very long time mm-hmm. where I was like, yeah, no worries. Like you need me to do that. And then I was always saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I wasn't doing that good of a job to begin with, but I also was feeling like so burnt out and so exhausted. And bitter almost. And bitter. Totally. You get so resentful because you're like, in, oh yeah, I'll yeah. bake you cookies and I'll do this and do that. But like, yeah. I think real love is being able to say no and putting up boundaries and feeling comfortable yeah. in saying that somebody has hurt your feelings or that they've done mm-hmm. you wrong or that they've disappointed you and knowing that that person is still going to meet you on the other side of the conversation without yeah. like their backup being like, well, you're just a bitch. and You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. No, it's so, so true. And so like you get to a place I think it and it's so different I'm sure if I was in your situation and I was dating somebody who I had had oh so you want to date Dre oh that's interesting friendship with (laughs) this podcast is officially over (laughs) though we did have some pretty fun giggles in New York I will say that but yeah Dre is a giggle giggle master (laughs) 
But I'm saying that if I had, if I was in your situation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like, ugh, whatever. Fish. But and I <laughs> that long-standing friendship. I think yeah. I would feel differently because like I have yeah. had friends, and that, everyone can only speak from their lived totally, experiences. So exactly. for me, it felt really helpful to be in a relationship not yeah. always but predominantly now that because i'm on the other side of it first and so you had and the he respected me and knew me as an individual to, yeah yeah totally but i think i agree thinking about now if i had just like just met somebody that i was dating and i was going through that same period i'd be like you can fuck right off i'll talk to you in yeah. three years like when i feel yeah. better and i go travel in europe and go gallivanting or something and I'll, I'll come back and be cured <laughs> magically I but i will also say like part of part of that too is like having someone who is open to like working on themselves as well yes like both that's a green flag ladies gents that's a total green flag yeah because they're more open to what you say too yeah and i just think going i I just think if you look at like all the relationships that you look up to i think Mm -hmm. a lot of them exemplify what we're saying you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like if you look at a relationship that you think or you they seem like they've been together for 35 years and they still look at each other with compassion and with love Mm -hmm. and with respect. Those relationships have grown a shit ton and they've required both people to step outside of their egos and acknowledge Mm -hmm. some behaviors or patterns that weren't serving the relationship and had to improve on them. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any relationship where whether it started in high school, university, or they started dating in their 40s where they were completely stagnant in the people that they were and they were successful in their relationship. Yeah, no way. You in, in any relationship, not even just sexual or, or romantic. It's like even our friendship. Yeah. We've grown so much. We've had conversations where it's like, you know what? Like that actually, like I would have loved it or I would have appreciated yeah. being talk- like communicated like this or whatever. And we've both met each other being like 100%. I'll, yeah. I'll do better next time or I'm so sorry that you felt like that or whatever. And that I think is a true tale of like people that like love and respect you for you because they're willing yeah. to like um, acknowledge yeah change you know what i mean and acknowledge that they the behaviors that aren't serving the relationship anymore totally and that's probably why i think you are one of my soulmates i agree you oh think so God. too i 100 percent think so yeah i'm like obsessed with you <laughs> Kiss there me always needs <laughs> there always needs to be one point in the podcast where we tell each other we're obsessed that with we are obsessed with each other yeah it's a little weird <laughs> we've been friends for actually like kind of like long like too long now where it's like yeah. Does this wear off ever? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Can someone let and us Chloe, know? Chloe, if you're hearing this, we love you. <laughs> we love you, baby. Um, so, yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I, I just lo- yeah. Sorry, you go. No, no you, you go. go. You, you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I just wanted to hit on a few things where it's like, I I just think it's really important to emphasize that mm-hmm. I I think we put a lot of emphasis on finding our person. Mm-hmm. as a marker of success and i know you yeah. and i have talked about this and i'm sure we've talked about it on the podcast for yeah. sure and i just think it's really important to pour all of the love and energy that you want to be pouring into a hypothetical future partner into yourself right mm-hmm. now yeah. so if you're single and you hate that you're single or if you're in a relationship that's not fulfilling you put all of your energy that's being expended on that person that's not serving you or on Mm -hmm. dating or whatever into yourself. And I promise you it will be the most rewarding thing that you do because I think we have to start pouring the love that we put on other people into ourselves way Mm -hmm. more often and way more frequently. And I I do think it's kind of that awkward thing where you're like, oh, well, the the person will just find you. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. You have to put yourself out of situations. But I do Mm -hmm. think that your energy changes when you truly – 
keep promises to yourself and you truly love yeah. yourself. And you don't, I don't mean love yourself as like unequivocally, you have to love yourself every single day, 100% feel amazing yeah. no matter, because it fluctuates, obviously. But I do think, sorry, Bob, my, my foster dog, Bob, is squeaking, I, I think, but it's oh, okay. You can't um, anyway, but I do think that it's important that like we prioritize ourselves and not like putting this marker on a relationship as being like a, a social a success measure. Like, yeah, a, a yeah. measure of success because I think it's like such a disservice to, especially women, to be honest, to um, mm-hmm. not love themselves more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. we are kind of enculturated. I don't, I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to make it a word where I have never heard of it. And I, but you know what I mean, right? Like yes. in, in culture, like in our culture, I feel like we're like put into this position to yeah. always be giving and be selfless mm-hmm. and be nurturing. And I just don't think we show that to ourselves nearly enough. Yeah. Which is, it's so funny that you would even say that because, because my relationship is so new. I obviously like have not shared it. I mean, I'm sharing it in this podcast, but mm-hmm. I haven't shared it on social media at all. Like right. not in my stories, not as an in-feed post. That's true. I haven't even noticed that. No. Ooh. And so anybody listening, you got the you get tea here call first. TMZ. <laughs> but I will say, I don't think I will share him on my social media or my feed for a very long time mm-hmm. because I think that like – I just don't want that to be a marker of like you don't want to have people be like I don't oh want God, to you're have not people single mess- anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want I don't want I that. I think that's fair. I'm I'm more yeah. than happy for people to think I'm still single. Yeah. Um. Not that I'm gonna like do anything with it, but like yeah, yeah. I'm happy that if if there is someone else that if there is someone that is single and they see me being happy, living my life, and and they are like, you know what, Alina's single. She's living her best life, and totally. that maybe inspires them to do something for themselves or whatever. I love that. I would I would rather that because there's enough people that are in relationships that are inspiring like other yeah, people in relationships. Yeah, right? Yeah. I just posted yeah. like a bunch of reels about how I love Dre. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to post one tomorrow too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're bad. Bad girl. Um, oh my um, God, I hated that so much. Yeah, all good. <laughs> Chloe, whole, cut it. Don't cut it. Um, my whole point is that, like, yes. I just want, I, I don't want having a boyfriend to be a marker of my, oh my God, like no status she, or anything. Yeah, no wonder she's been so happy because of yeah, that. Yeah, like, totally. That's just a really nice addition in my life. He's mm-hmm. a beautiful, wonderful person. So I'm like, yeah, not to shy away from him, but no, I love that. You know, and when it feels right, you you can do it. A hundred percent. Like I'm not giving myself a timeline, but it's just not a thing that I want to do right now. Can I ask our final question before we wrap her on up? Yeah. What are your thoughts on unconditional love? Um. Okay. Wow. I will say. <laughs> I just sneeze. I need to sneeze so bad. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just trying to turn off my microphone. <laughs> I was trying to turn off so, my microphone and I couldn't click it properly and now the sneeze is gone and I've just made a full scene when I asked you a question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your face sorry. was, I wish I, I was recording <laughs> the actual Zoom recording. Oh my God, but, my face was, okay. Um, Continue. Unconditional so love. Oh my God, mm-hmm. okay, hold on. I have my thoughts on it. Unconditional okay. love, I think that you should love yourself unconditionally and I think that means in like 
when you're having a shitty day, give yourself some extra love. Doesn't necessarily mean like be an absolute terror and be like, hey, I love myself. This is so I can do whatever because that's not yeah, actually loving yourself. That's not loving yourself. So I think unconditional love for yourself, absolutely. I think loving other people unconditionally, and this is like a very new um, train of thought for me, but like your family and your friends, I think that I can't even, I, it actually like hurts my soul to be like, I love my parents conditionally or I love my brother. No, but you have to, you know, but yeah. there is, there is something that they could probably do that would make me not love them anymore. For sure. Now There's that I say that I don't have kids. I feel like I would love my kids unconditionally, but that was what I was going to say. Again, Look at soulmates, you know, I was going to say the only people that we should love unconditionally are ourselves. And, and if we procreate or or adopt or whatever yeah if we have kids. and i think that would be my only thing but anyone yeah. outside of yourself unfortunately i think that there are conditions yes but they're but when you love someone they're like very drastic conditions like he well they would have to blah, be blah, like blah, yeah like sawing yeah. off your foot in the middle of the night or yeah. like assaulting somebody <laughs> that you care about or murdering somebody or you know what i mean Yes. They don't have to be that crazy either. I've been watching a lot of Law and Order SVU. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching far too much Law and Order. You're uh, done. (laughs) Yeah. You're done. You're done. You're done. Um, Okay, great. I I like that question. Me too. Because I just thought about it recently because I always love the idea. I I really love the idea of unconditional love. Me too. But I don't think that it's the healthiest idea because I think when we say that we love somebody unconditionally, we stop identifying things that other people do that cross boundaries yep and then we're like well we can't bring them up because we love them unconditionally it's like nah no i think you hurt me you hurt me you hurt me deep (laughs) yeah exactly um Um, i think that's where we should end it though because i do really need to sneeze and i think that my brain might explode if i don't just yeah i think i need to take a walk because (laughs) (laughs) let's uh (laughs) let's take a breather yeah, let's regroup next week. Yes. <laughs> this was fun, wasn't it? Love you, soulmates. Love you, soulsies. <laughs> uh, and I love everyone out there. And yes, so thanks Aline. for listening. Always, always, always. We really yes. appreciate you so, so much. And honestly, we've gotten a few comments. I got one the other day where it's like I they they tried to call me on my, like they were a friend of mine and they tried to call because they felt like they were a part of the conversation and they yeah. wanted to like say their part and that's like my favorite feedback that we me always too. get is like people yeah. go on walks with their dogs or they're like on their way to work or whatever and they listen to us and they're like i want to be a part of the conversation and yes. that's my favorite feedback ever i love it so and if, if you, you want to be part I... of the conversation dm us okay yes seriously our personal dms our accidental friends dms um any of them so you can just <laughs> I am actually just speaking because Kristen has this I'm face really I have to see I'm going like really to really say the outro let's just get out okay. of here okay see you guys alright love week. y'all <laughs> this has been Accidental Friends <laughs> honestly you know where we are Accidental Friends Podcast just subscribe share and leave a review we love you see you on Thursday I gotta go bye